Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. We have a new game out today. It's called Objective Shreveport. It's by John Tyson, who designed More Aggressive Attitudes. So it's an operational level American Civil War game that has the same kind of core rules in common with more aggressive attitudes, though it's at a different scale. So there are some important differences in the rules. But if you played MAA, you're going to be able to pick this up right away. And if you haven't played MAA, uh, well, you should because it's a really fun game. But you'll be able to pick it up right away anyway, because it's a very simple game. The actual rules overhead is fairly light. We have an eight-page rule book, and two of those pages are the back page and the front page. The actual rules are what's between them. So it really kind of distills kind of operational-level gaming into a very accessible package. Now, if you own MAA, should you also get Shreveport? I think you should, because the situation on the board is very different, and the feel of the game is very different. It's really kind of remarkable what John was able to do with this kind of core set of ideas, extrapolating it into two very different directions. The two games really complement one another really well. So uh, if you don't have MAA, consider picking it up along with Objectives Report. We have it on sale at the same time, so you can fill your collections. I think both these games deserve a place on your shelf and on your table. The next game we have coming out is 4X. That'll be in mid-October. We just got the cards for those from our card supplier. The boxes were heavy. Yes, they were. UPS guy came up with these boxes. He wasn't having much fun with them. And then I took them, and I didn't have much. My back is hurting. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of that or not, but it happened the next day. In case you want an update in the saga of Tom's back, I know it's it's very exciting. The Tom's back is saga. It hurts again. Probably worse than it did before. We were supposed to go to Constant World, if that's any uh, indication for, you know, the fandom out there. You know, the Mary and Tom podcast mythos, the the wiki page, you know. Your back is a lot different than my back. I've had back (laughs) pains for a long, long, long time. But, I mean, you, the pain hits you right away. With me, it would be two, three days later, and I'd be, how did I hurt my back? Now, sometimes it's delayed by, by about a day or 12 hours or so, but... Yeah, but yours uh, seems to hit a lot faster. Yeah. Mine, I, I would be in excruciating pain two or three days later. Yeah. We're quite a pair. <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, the other game we have coming out in October is Bits Creek, and we did get the proof for that from our printer. You know, that'll be good to go for the end of October. Baby tanks. There, there are baby tanks, yeah. There are, yes. Hand me that rule book. Mary's going to look at the baby tanks, which you can't see. Baby tank. She's pointing at the baby tank. Baby tanks. Yeah, she's... They're so cute. Oh, my God, they're so cute. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a mama tank. Tom is giving me a look. <laughs> Not giving you a look. Um, You are working on the rule book layout for... Charlie Man. Charlie Mann, Master of Europe. Which has Never come- known as Charlemagne. Yeah. That's coming along pretty nicely. Yes. Um, you, you've had to move some of the, the text around a bit. Luckily, it's not like someone's going in there and changing the wording of things, which then you know knocks down text onto the next page and has a bullet straddling two pages. and that, That'd be really annoying if someone yeah. was doing that. Yeah, and his initials are Tom. His initials are Tom. 
Yeah, uh, I don't have much room on some of those pages, so you can't make any changes at yeah. all unless you want to get rid of text. Get rid of text. And we do that sometimes when, when we can't get, like, a section or a paragraph to fit on one page nicely and just, you know, one line or two is splashing over. I'll go be, back yeah, in. It'll have to be reworded or you'll have column. to go back in and make sure that. I'll reword something so that it comes yeah. up. And then, of course, you change the kerning as well. So some of the nuts and bolts of yeah. rule book layout. But the, the end effect is really nice. You do a really good job with the rule book layout. And I think people appreciate that. I know I do. Yeah. I mean, I ask you if I can change, if we can tighten something up. Yes, yeah. it's it's kind of wordy. Well, even working on the Charlemagne book, I've been working on development and final testing for Horse and Musket Volume Two, Sport of Kings. So that's moving along quite nicely, and we'll probably be seeing that game out, if not in late November, then it'll be early December, and that'll be the last game that we have coming out uh, this year. This year. But we have more games coming out next oh, year. Oh, we have a lot of games coming out next year. Yeah, uh, we're actually going to announce uh, three more games right now. Uh, first up, and this is a definite January release, will be the first expansion for Table Battles, which will be Wars of the Roses. This is uh, eight scenarios set uh, during, wait for it, the Wars of the Roses. And that'll be our first expansion. Now, I guess Horse Musket Volume 2, that is an expansion. You need the first one to play it. But it's like a boxed expansion, where this is like a booster pack of cards. It gives you more scenarios. Ooh, so it's our first booster pack. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, sure. There you go. Yeah, it's our first non-boxed expansion, our first non-boxed release, really. So uh, we probably won't have a hex number for it. It'll just be you know expansion number one for table battles. So yeah, we, no, that's not that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. No, I'll think of something. You'll think of something. Okay baby tanks <laughs> another game we're announcing is the big push it is a card game world war one western front trench warfare strategic level game each turn represents a year that's designed by renault verloc what we really like about the game is that it packs a lot of chrome into a very tight very streamlined package very short playing time it manages to model a lot of different factors in a way that's very elegant. You definitely have a lot of very agonizing decisions to make. You think at first, I have way enough cards to do all these things I need to do in all these different fronts, but as you're playing through the game and playing cards onto each of the fronts, you start to realize, I don't have enough cards to do everything I need to do. I need to prioritize what I'm doing. And the other guy at the same time is prioritizing what he's doing, and in, in that essential clash, you get a lot of juice out of it. So it's a game we're really excited about, which is what I say about pretty much all the games that we publish. If we weren't really excited about them, we wouldn't publish them. But I am really excited about it. So another game that we announced recently on our Facebook page is Pharaoh by designer Richard H. Berg. We had previously published Mr. Berg's game Dynasty, uh, which was about uh, dynastic struggles in ancient China. This goes even further back to the reign of Akhenaten, uh, who was a very unusual pharaoh. And the players, it's a multiplayer game, you're all kind of struggling to obtain prestige so that when he kicks the bucket, or whatever kind of bucket-like implement they had in uh, ancient Egypt, you then become pharaoh, thus winning the game. Uh, there are a lot of moving parts 
but they all kind of fold into each other in a very elegant way. One of the things I really, 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 really like about the game is that at some point in the game, Akhenaten is going to call a console. From the start of the game, you are assigned a particular role as, as a minister with a special ability. And then when this console is called, the ministers switch roles, and you have these new abilities that you have to use for the remainder of the game. And it also changes the way that the religious aspects work, because at that point, uh, at least until Akhenaten dies, uh, Egypt becomes a monotheistic nation. So this is kind of a more abstract game with uh, wood bits and less overt military elements, but it's really drenched with the history, with the period, and with the sense of detail and atmosphere that you really can only get from Richard Bird game. So we're very happy to be working with Richard again. No pasta water is involved. Richard's game campaign for North Africa is making the rounds again on the internet because there was an article on something called Kotaku. The famous rule from that, of course, is, is the pasta water boiling rule. There isn't any in Pharaoh. There isn't any in Pharaoh. No, absolutely none. It's yeah. North Africa. It is still in North Africa. They yeah. did not have pasta yet. Well, yeah. maybe. Maybe they did. We just found out on Twitter that Gary Busey made spaghetti for the first time. That that seemed weird reading that. Because if I had a list of the things I thought Gary Busey had already done, it would include pretty much everything. Like, good and bad. Maybe mostly bad. Making spaghetti, like, that seemed like something that, I don't know, it was surprising to me. They had not made spaghetti yet. I hope he's not listening to this podcast. I feel like I'm, I'm being mean to Gary Busey. He's not listening. Okay. Well, before we close out today, the one thing I wanted to talk about, yak about, has to do with advice for first-time designers. Because I I do sometimes get questions from new designers, people trying to sell their first game, and their whole thing is, how, how do I do that? How do I sell my first game? How do I get a publisher for a game? And there are some people who feel like it's impossible to do it, like some version of The Waitress's Dilemma, where... In order to sell a game, you have to have had a game already. You know, that's not true. Now, I will say it becomes a lot easier to sell games, and particularly to sell games to a consumer, to to the customers, when you have other games and they're familiar with you and your work. And it's easier to approach publishers when they're familiar with, they have some reference point for, for who you are in your work. But it's not impossible to sell that, that that first game. Particularly, I think it's easier, actually, to sell your first war game than it is to sell, like, a Euro game. I think the thing to be aware of is what a publisher is looking for. And there are publishers like us who we're looking for a lot of different things. But at its core, we're looking for something that has a focus to it, something idiosyncratic, something that has a point of view on whatever conflict or topic the game is about, something that's really about that conflict or topic. And if you have that, and you're able to express that clearly in a way that doesn't get in the way of itself, you you got you definitely got a leg up there. Now, the one thing I will say designers should not do, because there are some companies that will just publish anything, some companies that are maybe less reputable, and I definitely think you should try to stay away from those companies. There are companies that will try to buy the rights to your game outright for a mess of pottage. 
don't do that. I know there's this this urge, like, I gotta get my first game sold. I don't care what it sells for. If I get the first game out there, it's easy to get the second one out there. But you don't want to be in a situation where your first game does really well, and all you have to show for it is enough money to go to dinner and a movie and maybe bus fare on the way back home. A reputable publisher will pay you a fair price for your game if they're buying it outright. It's even better to look for a publisher that's just going to license the game. Don't be afraid to ask the publisher what happens to the game at X point in time. When do the rights revert back to me? What if there's going to be a reprint? What if the company gets sold? What if the company gets sold? You know, you have to ask these questions. You have to protect yourself. And anyone who is going to be dealing with you in a fair way, who's going to be a on the up and up, is not going to mind you asking these questions. They're not going to mind working with you to find solutions to these questions. And they're going to have a contract for you. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If someone is going to, on the other hand, respond poorly to you asking questions, that's not someone you should work with. There are other publishers. A lot of game companies are run by good people. Mm-hmm. Both uh, war games and Euro game companies. But there's still some people out there you you need to be wary of. Yeah. You know, ask around. Most designers, if you ask them, what is it like working with this publisher? They might not give you, like, full details of of the experience. They might not be contractually able to do that. But they can generally point you in the right direction as as, as whether it's someone that you want to deal with or not. Well, uh, that's it for today. Bye, everybody. Bye. Baby tanks.